It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. We'll give you the latest on Paddy Dangerfield's case at the Tribunal. And over in the West, Andrew Gaff will join us after their hard-fought win in Round 1 against the Gold Coast. And you can have your say on the news of the day. That is the time on promise on a Tuesday, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Uh, good evening. Welcome. Hope you've had a great day. Sam Hargraves in the chair with you this evening. A great show from Bob and Andy, as it always is. And the temper text has got smoke coming out of it. Uh, 0433981116. Temper is a mattress like no other. T-E-M-P-U-R. T-E-M-P-U-R. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield fronting the tribunal at the moment. I'm going to walk you through what the defence has been um, and what the prosecution has been, and we'll work our way through all of that. I have to say, though, that it sounds like the most intriguing thing is uh, when uh, Paddy Dangerfield's lawyer has said, hey, Siri, my Siri won't do it. I thought that would work really really well live on air. Hey, Siri, define severe. Of something bad or undesirable, Mm. very great, intense, do you want to hear the next one? No, I think we've heard enough from you, Siri. Uh, that's actually what happened. That has actually happened during the tribunal case. I I don't know who's representing Paddy Dangerfield. I don't know if it's Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. Um, I don't know if it's Denny Crane from Boston Legal, but that's, um, that's really taking it to a whole new level uh, of theatrics. So let's walk you through uh, what's been happening. Um, the... State of play from Dangerfield's tribunal hearing, uh, basically what the prosecution have said, there are six main factors that have come into this. Uh, Dangerfield's speed when he approaches and makes contact to Kelly. The Brownlow medalist's decision to push off and leave the ground before bumping. Number three, contact is made from Dangerfield's head to Kelly's face. Kelly had no expectation he would receive this contact and Dangerfield uh, from Dangerfield as he disposed of the ball. And five, Kelly's injuries were described as a significant loss of consciousness and a broken nose. And six, there was potential for even more serious injuries such as a jaw, cheekbone or neck injury. Uh, the Dangerfield defence centred around the impact being between Dangerfield's head and Kelly's face. He is arguing that Dangerfield's actions in accelerating and bumping were legal and shouldn't be considered when looking at the impact. He was asked, uh, he has asked the tribunal, uh, the panel to focus on the head clash in isolation and decide how forceful that was. Was it high impact for a head clash 
or severe. Uh, ben Isle uh, is the, the lawyer, has argued that the midfielder's bump was legal and he made all efforts to stay low and tuck his elbow in. As a result, he is arguing the impact of the head clash was lessened by Dangerfield's use of the correct technique. Uh, Dangerfield's lawyer was encouraged, uh, has encouraged the tribunal, uh, sorry, the jury not to place too much stock in the fact Kelly suffered a broken nose. This is all coming from the AFL.com uh, updates as well. Nathan uh, Schnook is there doing a great job. Uh, how many players have you played with who have played with broken noses, he asks. He argues the nose is a sensitive and vulnerable part of the body, and the broken nose tends to show us the site of the accidental contact between heads, but is not an indicator of impact. Some precedents have then been used and presented, um, highlighting that there are only three previous cases where players have been charged with making severe impact to an opponent. One, Jeremy Cameron on Harris Andrews. Uh, it was a sickening collision. Cameron made contact to Andrews' head with his elbow. Two, Alex Neil Bullen on Will Hamill, a dangerous tackle that left Hamill with concussion. And three, Ben Long on Sean Darcy, a head-high bump in which Long collects Darcy high while the docker has his head over the ball. He's questioned whether Dangerfield's incident fits in the same category, given the impact was secondary rather than a direct hit from body to head. He, uh, as I said, also asked Siri to define severe and off the text. Uh, Gee, if Siri didn't pop up the second time, that was going to go down like a lead balloon. I don't know if you're referring to me or Paddy Dangerfield's lawyer, but in both cases, I'm sure that's very true. Um, <laughs> Dangerfield is being represented by Dennis Denudo. It's just the vibe of it as coming off the text. Uh, so the question was asked, does this apply uh, to the impact Dangerfield made to Kelly at head level, not body level? So he's saying, was the impact very great or intense uh, at the head level and asking us to leave out the body impact? Uh, Ross Howie has questioned whether the issue of Dangerfield's technique is relevant given he has pleaded guilty to careless conduct. The only issue up for debate, it seems, is the question of impact which Dangerfield has challenged and is seeking to downgrade from severe to high. So that is the latest that we have at the moment. The jury has uh, exited the video conference. They've joined a separate video link to deliberate. Uh, AFL counsel uh, Jeff Gleeson challenged the point made by Dangerfield's defence saying that there is a lessening of force due to the midfield's bumping technique uh, and that the head clash is secondary. He said, you certainly shouldn't conclude that the hard skull produces a lesser impact than if it was the fleshy shoulder, says Gleason. So that's as up to date as I can bring you uh, at the moment. Um, and we will just wait with bated breath until the decision comes down. Have your say on that. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The temper text or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. To other news of the day, and you can have your say on the news of the day by calling one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The other big tribunal case tonight is AFLW star Kiara Bowers from the Dockers challenging her one match ban for a rough tackle on Demons Eden Zanka. Her hearing is at seven fifteen. If she's rubbed out, it'll cost her a chance of winning the AFLW best and fairest, the league medal. She is the favourite to win that, is having an incredible season. Now, I'm going to chat to Sarah Black later on tonight, uh, the AFLW's preeminent reporter, and uh, and get an update on how that went. Uh, the big story today is uh, this announcement that came from the Deputy Premier. For the, the start of round two, so Thursday night, um, capacity at the MCG increases to 75,000. Um, so this is uh, part of the events, uh, major events framework. Uh, application was made, uh, consideration of public health, and we're able to increase capacity uh, to 75%. So it does uh, it does start. I understand that tickets go on sale today, 
uh, the capacity from the start of round two, Thursday night, is 75,000. So that was uh, the story um, today, which I think put a real smile on the dial of a lot uh, of footy fans. Uh, the, the game for Thursday night, Carlton Collingwood, the old enemies, will be up to uh, 75,000, which is uh, is great news. Um, and we're sort of conditioned now, aren't we? I've heard Jared say this a few times. We are conditioned to just say thank you very much uh, when these things get announced. Uh, but I have heard the point, Mabel, if it can go to 75, then why on earth can't it go to 100? And that's a great question. I actually don't have the answer for it, but I, I do think it is a, a very valid question. So the government announcing that from 50 to 75%, that'll come into play on Thursday night. Carlton CEO Kane Little uh, said uh, on uh, Waitley today that due to the crowd regulations being relaxed in the last 48 hours, it's, uh, it is unlikely um, or that the regulations being relaxed 48 hours out from the first bounce, rather, it is unlikely that they'll reach that capacity. Uh, Little did confidently say that Collingwood fans can uh, get a ticket. It's significant and it's, it, it, we, we won't get through it. I've got supreme confidence that we won't, remembering that um, you know, 30% of your members don't live in Victoria and then a whole heap of others buy their membership to support your club, not to necessarily come to games. So I can't give you the exact number, Jared, but I'm supremely confident we, we won't get through it. So if you're a Carlton member, um, a, gen- a reserve seat member at one o'clock, you get on. Get your high-quality reserved seat because we can't, unfortunately, put people in their traditional seats given that the stadium needs to be uh, broken up from a COVID perspective. Um, we will, however, have people who have a Level 2 seat being able to purchase into Level 2 and so on and so forth. So that can happen from 1 o'clock. And then at 3 o'clock, our general admission members can jump on. Um, and those who want a great seat, I'd say get on early. Those who aren't fussed, I'd say no need to rush because there, there's going to be tickets available. I can confidently say to Collingwood members and supporters too, if you want to come to the game um, and you jump on when those tickets go and say, you will get a ticket. Uh, there we go. Collingwood fans, no need to fret. Uh, and I'm sure you will show up en masse, uh, as will Carlton fans for that game. Uh, uh, the beautiful Evie at home, I know she's got her ticket uh, and she's a Collingwood member. So um, Kane Little is true to his word that Collingwood members uh, and fans got no dramas uh, getting on and, and getting tickets. Uh, as good a news as we could hope for, given what happened with Matt Rowell uh, over the weekend in that game against the Gold Coast. By the way, Andrew Gaff, uh, one of the best wingmen in the game, will join me after 6.30. Um, but uh, Matt Rowell, I think we were all just shattered for him. Um, three of the best first games I think we've seen after his round one debut, uh, three best on ground performances. Um, what might be for this guy could be a generational talent and uh, the shoulder injury that he suffered last year was devastating enough uh, when we always want to see the best players and the best young players out there as much as we possibly can. Uh, The knee injury in the early stages of the game against the West Coast was just awful to see. Um, But there is, I suppose, if you were looking for good news, it could have been a lot worse uh, than this. Uh, John Haynes uh, spoke about Matty Rowell to uh, Dwayne Russell today moderate bit of damage to his PCL, uh, so it requires um, no surgery, um, which is which is always a good thing. Uh, you'll spend the next six weeks in a in a, in a specific PCL brace, and then there'll be a period of um, you know re-strengthening and, and mobility uh, once he's out of the brace. Uh, you know, typically PCLs are you know, anywhere between sort of eight and twelve weeks. You know, we've got Zach Smith. Uh, with a similar injury at the moment, and his um, diagnosis was eight to ten. Uh, so the positive thing for Matt is um, all things tracking well. He, he'll certainly be playing some football in the in the back half of the season. 
Uh, so that is as good a news as we could have hoped for after seeing him go down, that hopefully he's back playing football uh, in the late half of the year, the back half of the year. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. of course, is the number to get involved at any point. Your say on the news of the day, 0433981116 on the temper text. Temper is a mattress like no other. Uh, this was interesting from... Uh, Luke Beveridge today, the Western Bulldogs coach. Uh, Bevo speaking about the way that the VFL will be run this year uh, in a fair bit of contrast to the way that the AFL is being run rules-wise and the setup-wise where the stoppages, um, throw-ins and, 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 and the like that uh, certain players will need to be in certain areas of the ground. So this is our res- essentially our reserve competition or the second tier competition on the east coast of Australia. And the, a lot of the AFL teams have their their reserves in that competition. So very strange situation when the rules are so uh, quite a long way out of alignment in those areas. Um, he had this to say when it comes to number one draft pick, Jamar Eugle-Hagan, playing under those rules. I mean, the, the first half of this game against Collingwood, at our Footscray team against Collingwood at Olympic Park there went for 70 minutes because the umpires were waiting for players to get back to the goal square when there were stoppages. Now, Jamara was caught up in that. So, and even in this game, Jamara didn't run anywhere near like he's going to be required to run in an AFL game. So it's actually going to hold a player like Jamara back because we can't get that match conditioning that he needs at AFL level. It's not the best um, preparation for for any key forward or, or key defender. So that was... Uh, the first half of this game against Collingwood. That was the same audio that I just played. Uh, that was Bevo a little early on today. So that's uh, going to be one to keep an eye on as well this year as the VFL rolls out. It's strange to me that what is essentially our reserve competition, for, for lack of a, a better alternative, has rules that are very far away from the rules that have been played at AFL level. Surely they should be in alignment. And I know that there's rules that have come in this year, like the injury sub that won't be uh, played out at the VFL level. But surely if that's where our top-up players are coming from, the rest of our lists are playing, that the rules need to be absolutely uh, in sync. That, that doesn't make any sense to me that you would have competitions playing under different rules when the whole reason about having a reserve side is that they are ready to play in case you have injuries to what would be your best 22 or drops in form. Undeniable form in the VFL. I can't understand that. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Uh, that was the news you might have missed for all day socks for Underworks. Pass every test. Go on, pick up a pair from major retailers and test them for yourself. Andrew Gaff to join me in about fifteen minutes' time. And as soon as we have a result uh, on the Paddy Dangerfield tribunal case, uh, we will let you know. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on time on. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Paul Waitley out there before, um, and Kingy was on his show yesterday, and what Kingy said, I was thought it was the best thing Kingy's ever said. I'm not sure if you heard it or not. You should replay it because he spoke about the Dangerfield thing. And it's not about Dangerfield; it's just about the actual act. Yeah. Um, and, the, and he was a, he's a powerful, he's a superstar, he's a powerful man, Dangerfield. Mm. And, you know, what he did to the guy is just unacceptable. You know, he could have tried to smother the handball or tackle lower. Like, sorry, but he was pissed off he got run down and he went after him and he didn't mean to knock him out like that, obviously, yeah. but no, it no, happened. No, it happened.
Oh, it's incredibly unlucky. I mean, he's it's a head clash. Yeah, that's a completely accidental something. You you that's just part of footy, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can't control those. That's yeah, that's that's something I certainly I'll certainly feel for for Paddy for. It's, is that it's completely incidental. That he doesn't mean to headbutt Jake in the head, and unfortunately for Jake, Paddy's got quite a stiff head. So that was uh, Greg Williams Diesel speaking to Gary and Tim a little earlier today. The first grab, the second grab was Rory Sloan speaking to Sports Day. So differing views on that Dangerfield incident. Um, and Brett's uh, text in saying, I'm sick to Christ of hearing about Dangerfield. Anyone asked how Jake Kelly is? Uh, well, Jake Kelly had a broken nose, uh, was uh, knocked out for a, a period of time. He lost consciousness uh, as well. And uh, that's what we understand to be the update on him uh, at the minute. And given that uh, Paddy Dangerfield is one of the biggest names in the game, he's the president of the AFL Players Association, Um then we are going to speak about it, Brett. Uh, I'm sorry about that. And as we still uh, await a decision, so Richard Loveridge, uh, Paul Williams and Jason Johnson are the jury members deciding on uh, the outcome. And uh, he has pleaded guilty to careless conduct and high contact. Uh, The jury now has to, I suppose, deliberate on the impact if it was high or severe after Dangerfield challenged the grading. So um, he didn't give any evidence and he was not challenging the conduct. So what they were challenging was the severe grading uh, of that. Um, when Greg Williams spoke, um, he mentioned what David King had to say on Jared Waitley. If you didn't hear that, it was uh, quite impassioned. We've had this discussion 10 times in two years, and nothing's changed. Behaviour hasn't changed. Dangerfield, in this instance, took three of the most powerful steps you could take, knowing that contact was coming after the player was going to dispose of the ball. We're worried about the accidental head clash. Well, you can't foresee that. I get that. But you can foresee forceful contact to a defenceless player. If Michael Christian doesn't want to fix this, get out of the role. David King speaking to Jerry Waitley yesterday, uh, 0433981116, the temper text. Um, I, I, to, to Graham, who's text this one in, I actually don't have Lee Matthews coming on the show today, so I, I can't ask him how many weeks he got for the Neville Bruns incident. I believe he was deregistered for four matches, but he, um, he's, you've, you've said, I know you won't ask, and you're right, I won't ask because I don't have Lee Matthews on the show uh, today. Uh, he's uh, he might be on Sports Day. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. OMG, the bump rule is actually the clearest rule we have. He chose to bump. That's it. If the player is hit in the head, Daniel, it's a good point you raise. The rule was changed. That the moment that you elect to bump, you are responsible for what happens next. And what happened next was the heads clashed. Um, Jake Kelly lost consciousness. His nose was broken. And that is pretty clear now in that bumping rule at one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just on what um, Bevo said, the Western Bulldogs coach uh, Luke Beveridge said in regards to uh, Jamara Eugle-Hagen and the new rules being uh, implemented in the VFL, not being conducive to him being getting the K's in his legs and the fitness that he needs to be able to step up to AFL level. I thought that was just too big a discrepancy between rules from the VFL to the AFL and. Andy and Altona makes a great point that the VFL has been used to trial competition rules for probably four to five years now. No surprises with the rules being different. That's no no drama to me at all, Andy, and I agree with you there. It's just that this one is so different. And now we're hearing that it's actually having an adverse effect on the players they're trying to bring through that system to get them ready to play AFL, which you do to a lot of your young draftees uh, and rookie-listed players. Uh, It's not just where the guys who can't make your 22 are, um, which is a big part of it, but it's also 
where you have to get the conditioning right and the match fitness right. And they're saying that that doesn't provide the match fitness that they need to get him up. So that's an issue for me. Normally those rules haven't had that effect. This one is having that adverse effect. We shouldn't have the AFL and the VFL so far out of alignment. Uh, one 736 736 uh, Brett's on the road. Hello, Brett. Yeah, g'day. How you going? I'm well, thanks, mate. Um, that's all right. Just two quick things. I coached junior footy not that long ago, and I'm not sure if the rules have changed, but they used to be you were only allowed to bump and you weren't allowed to tackle, which I hope that rule's changed in the last couple of years because, as we've seen, the last you know, two, three incidents that have happened, it's like something's got to give. And also... Thing. I mean, I look. I don't. I'm not standing up for uh, Dangerfield. I think you know, he knew what was going to happen. But I've got a feeling that there would have been a whole of a lot more damage done to this kid if he had tackled with a hundred, pretty much a hundred kilometres coming at. Uh, sorry, a hundred kilograms coming at that that speed that he was coming in. I think a, t- a tackle would have made just as much damage, maybe more. In, in what way? If he had have got, because if he had got tackled. Do- if he had a tackled, he would have got low and put his arms around, I'm assuming, the waist. Yeah, we were all told to aim for the hips. For sure, but the shoulder was down. He would have broken ribs had he have hit him at that with a tackle, the shoulder into the ribs at that at that speed and with, with his weight. He would yeah. have he would have broken ribs for sure. I, I don't doubt that that could have been an outcome. I suppose, Brett, the, the issue is that it's not broken ribs that years down the track we're seeing a, a ruining lives and causing oh, sure. the irreparable damage that we're... I know that broken ribs can. They can puncture lungs and all that. Just ask Dipper and people that played with him. Uh, I understand that. I just think that this is really about the, the, the protecting of the head um, and putting right. the onus on players. That We haven't outlawed the bump yet. You can still bump, but if you choose to, it's on you what happens after that. I, I totally agree with you, Sam. I was just... Yep. And again, I, just, I hope they've changed the rule in junior football because I know from under-9s right through to under eleven. It was like you're only allowed to bump, not tackle. And that's dangerous. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, so in juniors, you're saying that they, they're told you can bump, but you can't tackle. It used to be, that used to be the rule in yeah. under nine. We might under check 10, that. Under 11. I'm not sure. They may have, t- I mean, look, that was, I think, six or seven years ago. I hope they've changed it since. Obviously, I'd say after the weekend, they definitely yep. would have changed it. But if it's still the go, I, they really need to have a good look at it. Uh, we'll check that one out, Brett. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. I appreciate the call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 The decision is in uh, for Paddy Dangerfield. The jury has graded the incident as severe. They came to the judgment that considering the level of force and the injuries sustained with a particular reference to the Adelaide Medical Report... Um, that it will stand as severe. So Richard Loveridge, Paul Williams, Jason Johnson have deliberated. Didn't take them very long uh, at all, about 20 minutes to come to that decision. Um, The AFL has submitted that a three-week penalty is appropriate. Any lower, and it would bring the penalty in line with high impact rather than severe. So just repeating, Paddy Dangerfield, uh, three-week suspension. So have your say on that, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Andrew Gaff to join me uh, straight after this, but just quickly, Chris in Templestowe. Take it away, Chris. Hello. Hello. Yeah, g'day, mate. Look, I just wanted to query one thing. Like, It was Dangerfield's head that hit his head and knocked the kid out, correct? That's the, Well, that's the point that the, even Dangerfield's lawyer argued, that it wasn't the shoulder-to-shoulder, it was the, the head on face. Yeah, well, which leads me to my next point. The AFL's got to really think about, and I, you know, 
I feel for the kid. It was an accident. Don't get me wrong, right? But they're going to open another can of worms with this because what happens with forwards who lead with a foot sometimes, an outstretched leg, or lead with a knee, and the time they jump in the air, that knee's at head height, they can knock someone out. Right. So, what happens if, in that case, if that happens, but it's an accident. We did again, see that. We did see we... that happen as a as the third man up coming to spoil a contest on the weekend. I think it was Taylor, Port Adelaide and North Melbourne game, and that was brought up. Chris, sorry to cut you off. I've just got Andrew Gaff there, but just to answer your question, that was brought up by Kane Corns with Gary and Tim earlier. Uh, Gary called it alarmist nonsense that it would go to that level. He doesn't think that that will be the outcome of this. This is really about uh, the way. It, this is about the bump. It, and it's about the decision to bump and then the outcomes of it. Um, I don't think, and a lot of people have been asking the same question of you this week, that we will see uh, any change to a rule where you can't fly for a mark like we've seen. Uh, We do have to be aware still that there is a contact sport and some things just will be unavoidable. But I think the the belief is that that is something that is avoidable. So you make make a decision to, to bump. That's my understanding of it. But it's a good question to raise, Chris, and there's been a couple that have raised it. Uh, Shane, stay there. Andrew Gaff to join us next. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The decision is in. Just repeating, Paddy Dangerfield, three weeks. The tribunal decided it stands at severe impact, so he wasn't able to get it lessened, and they have decided on a three-week suspension for Dangerfield. Your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. after Andrew Gaff on Time On. <laughs> Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. 1-300-736-736. decision is in. Severe impact stands. They argued to have it downgraded. It was not... Three weeks is the suspension for Paddy Dangerfield. Take you through the games that he will miss in just a moment, but it's time to have your say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Uh, Shane's joined us on the road. Uh, Andrew Gaff's going to join us uh, just before 7 o'clock, hopefully, if not after uh, 7.30. Take it away, Shane. Your thoughts on the decision and the incident? Um, two, two things. Um, one, with this uh, sub-rule, AFL could fix it up real quick, real easy, and just make it 12 days for any sub. Doesn't matter whether it's concussion or whatnot. I think that takes conjecture out of it. As far as Paddy Dangerfield, just on that um, one, uh, just on that one, Shane. Uh, there was a story by yeah. Tom Morris today that they wanted to do that, but the AFLPA flatly refused. Oh wow! That's a story from Tom well, Morris today that they, as far as the injury sub, they said, well, if you injury sub someone out of the game that's not a concussion, that should be 12 days as well. AFLPA said, uh-uh. Oh, that's incredible. Well, uh, you can't do much about that then, can you? <laughs> um, unbelievable. But anyway, it's all for the – it's meant to be for the betterment of the players. So the AFL is trying. If the players don't want it, that's their issue. Um, look, as far as Paddy Dangerfield, he's not my favourite player, but – uh, look, I, I think, yes, the head is such a thing. you got to look after the head. But at the same time, players need to be more aware on the playing field. And I think that incident, although not fantastic, I think three weeks, it's really going against the grain of what Australian rules football is. 
if they want to take the bump out, just outlaw it. But this is, it's going so far away from what Aussie rules is. And I'm not talking about thumping someone or, or being ridiculous, but tough, honest football. It, it, it just seems, it's, it's becoming too much like basketball. I, I couldn't disagree with you anymore. I'm sorry, Shane. I, I appreciate you, your viewpoint, but we don't want to see what we're seeing happening with players and the severe concussions and the effect that it's having on them, their lives, and it's costing lives. That's not what we want this game to be about, Shane. We don't want this game to cost lives. We know it's a contact sport. We know accidents will happen, but there are foreseeable outcomes. And one foreseeable outcome when you bump someone is that you will take their head in some way, shape, or form. Mate, I, 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 I don't and, – and I'm not having a crack at you, but I'm just saying no, we no. don't want this game to be a game that costs lives. There is a, a case study we can look at in the US, and it has had – Awful, awful consequences, severe, the most severe consequences that they didn't take concussions seriously when they should have. The game, I, I, is, the game is harder now and tougher now. Ask anyone. Greg Williams has just come on, one of the hardest and toughest players. He just said to Gary and Tim that this has to go. This has to be out of the game. David King played in the era that you're talking about. We have players now that are saying, that played in the era that you're talking about, that says, no more. We can't do this anymore. I'm seeing my friends hurt. I'm seeing them suffer. I'm seeing their families suffer. It is, it is not what we want our game to be, Shane. We cannot have our game taking lives of the people that participate in it, mate. What, what, what we have to remember, though, and I completely agree with everything you just said, Okay. What we have to remember, though, is we never had this 12-day rule for concussions. So a player could go and get slightly concussed at training in because training was vastly different back in the 80s and 90s and 70s to what it is now. But so a player could go out and get slightly concussed in a tackle at training, go out, play, get concussed, go back to training. They wouldn't have the rehab. They wouldn't have the, the skilled doctors they have today. And they play again and get concussed that week and play the next week. So I can understand what, what, Greg Williams, he's my all-time favourite player. I mean, played for the Swans and Carlton, and I, you'll never see a better handballer than him. But those guys didn't have any duty of care by the clubs or the AFL back then. Which my is why they're so keen to have it now, that's Shane, which right. is why they're but, so keen to have it now. And it's not just one little change to make, because that's what we're seeing. It, it, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be an across-the-board conscious effort. I, I grew up – I was born in 81, so I, I love – Hard and tough football as well. But what I don't love is what we're seeing now. And, and, and sadly, sadly, we're just seeing the start of it. And, and we've got to do everything we can, mate. We, we really have to do everything we can. We, yes, we have to keep the essence of the game, and I, and I appreciate that. But that shouldn't be the essence of our game. And, and anyone will tell you now that the game is harder and tougher now than it's ever been. The athletes are physically fitter, stronger. They'll, they actually collide harder than they ever did. That's, that's what we're – the game isn't soft. The game is not soft in any way, shape, or form. We're also going to see fatigue play a big factor in people's decision-making in the way that uh, those collisions happen as well. They will be different now because players are going to be more fatigued, and that's what the AFL wanted. So we have to be so careful. We really do have to be careful. And, yep, accidents will happen, and that's what we're talking about, third man flying for a mark or you go up in the air for a mark or those things you can't – you can't stop everything, but there are things that you can say 
no, nah, we can't do that anymore. Shane, uh, really appreciate your call, though. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Off the text, there's a heap of them coming through. Uh, people who say you're turning the game into netball basketball must have never watched netball basketball. You might as well say if you remove the bump, you're turning the game into pinball. Uh, off the text, ban the bump then. Uh, if you elect to bump, you automatically get suspended for two weeks. Um, please don't let these you're going to change the game clowns on the radio. It's 2021. Um, look, whilst I don't agree with that sentiment, this is a station where everybody should feel entitled, not entitled, but should feel like they are able and, and encouraged to come on and have their say. And it's, we don't want to howl people down. We don't want to shout people down from the rooftops. Nothing ever gets solved like that because you, you don't want to tell someone just because you don't agree with them that they're wrong and they're stupid. And these things are, are, are solved by conversation, not confrontation. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'll just keep reading through these. Simply disregarding the very clear and valid point of the contradiction of accidental head high contact or flying for the mark and bumping as alarmist nonsense is an absolute cop-out. Why don't you actually talk through the comparison? Because you'll realise is they are exactly the same premise and saying it will never get to that point is one of the boldest outrageous statements I've ever heard. Uh, I'm, I'm reiterating what other people's statements were. Um, after the amount of terrible changes to the rules, changes to the fabric of the game we have seen in the last 10 years, I can't believe someone would say it would never get to that point. Uh, these people calling in about a knee to the head saying it's the same thing could not be any more wrong. You choose to bump and hit the head, you're done. You go for a mark and either mark it or punch the ball play on. The rule is very clear. Uh, lucky to get three. In 10 to 15 years' time, when us old school heads are out of the say and outnumbered 99% to 1%, the public pay, uh, slash patients will say, how did we let these bumps happen? It takes time over generations, but head but heading in the right direction 100%. Danny of Patterson Lakes. Um, it goes to show how boring this AFL game gets year after year because every time there's an incident like this, we talk about it for 567 days straight. It's quite specific, that number. Uh, time to make helmets compulsory has come through. one uh, 736 uh, uh, Tony is in Craigieburn and wants to speak about Paddy Dangerfield. And by the way, not everyone to a man knows that Paddy Dangerfield didn't want the outcome that occurred with Jake Kelly. Certainly wouldn't want that as president of the Players Association and just as a, as a decent human being. It is the outcome, though, and that has what happens. And no one's, you know, no one's trying to hang Paddy Dangerfield out to dry here. Uh, Tony and Craigieburn, g'day, mate. Oh, g'day, Sammy. How are you, mate? I'm really well, thanks. Uh, look, look, it's just first of all, congratulations on your on your ideas and your opinions. I think your, your previous caller that said uh, the, the, the fabric of the game is a little bit off the mark. Um, but look, just in relation to Paddy Dangerfield, to, to me it was an open and show case. I, don't, I wouldn't even have known why the, why the cats even you know appealed it because the guy took his eyes off, you know, took his eyes off, and he initiated the bump and any. He, lift, he actually put his feet off the ground. So his, his defence that he was defending himself was a little bit suspect as well. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, you know, so what if um, the AFL was making it a bit more of a, you know, a, a hit-free game? I mean, look, you know, unfortunately, what do we, we want in this world? Do we want people that are going to have concussions and, you know, later on in life when, you know, when we forget all these who these players are, um, and these guys have still got to wear the wear the, the scars, if you like, or, or brain injuries, mm. just to um, say that they were hard at the ball. I mean, let's get feet income here. 
we know now what the damage caused, what these what these damages cause. All right, so there's no excuse now. Um, in the past, yeah, we could probably say we didn't know, but we know now. So there's no, oh, you know, I should have done this or I could have, should have, would have. We know now. So that's the difference from in the past. I'm sure in the past that they knew the damage of concussions and all that sort of stuff. Yep. They would have they would have put an end to that back then as well. I mean, but yep. look, I just want to congratulate you on your stance. I think you're spot on 100%. Um, I don't think they should get rid of the bump altogether. Um, you know, the bump is a – it is it's part of the game. But you don't have to bump someone in the head to you know, for a bump. You can just bump them into the, yep. you know, into the into the stomach or into the into the side. And just because the, the aim the aim's got to be to get the ball. The aim's got to be to, to injure the person. And I know Paddy Dangerfield didn't do that, but Paddy Dangerfield made a mistake on the which actually resulted in that. And um, you know he's, he's and he's got to suffer the consequences, and he and he has. Um, so that's that, that's my take on it anyway. Tony, I really thank you for your call, and I think you make some really great points there. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. So the point is well made that the choice was made to bump the ball was gone, and this is the outcome of it. And again, no one's you know wanting to lynch Paddy Dangerfield. That's not what's going on here. It's just that we're dealing with the outcome of it, and we're dealing with it under the rules as they stand. And this is the right call. Um, I would have been happy with three. I would have been happy with four uh, if it had to come back uh, as four. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Um, by the way, and it's it's timely that we we do mention this round two is Spud's game. Time to talk. Help fund vital mental health prog- uh, community programs by donating at Movember dot com uh, forward slash Spud. Uh, Saints v Melbourne game. It's on the twenty seventh of the third. Uh, McDonald's will donate 200 for every spoil. McDonald's Golden Fist is supporting mental health programs out of the Danny Frawley Centre and Movember's Youth Mental Health Program. Details and donations uh, can be made at www.saints.com.au slash spud. Um, we will see if we can get Andrew Gaff up uh, on the other side of this. Just off the text, uh, well under the tribunal shows they are serious about stamping out head high contact. He had to go. Uh, a deliberate shoulder ban in any a deliberate shoulder charge in any other sport would be a ban. Um, keep those coming through zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Hopefully, uh, Andrew Gaff to join us on the other side of this uh, time on SEN. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. We're just having a little trouble getting on to Andrew Gaff. He has been tied up, so we might have a chat to him after 7.30. The NBL show up next. Myself and Pete Hooley to take you through the results of round 10. Have a look at round 11. Nathan Sobey, who's in just scintillating form for the Bullets. Career best touch for Nathan Sobey will be our special guest on the show. Um, Introducing Furphy Crisp Lager, easy drinking, full strength. Uh, the uh, unbelievable moment, my Furphy unbelievable moment for the weekend uh, has to be Hawthorne's comeback from 40 points down. It was 39 points at the half. It's their greatest comeback, I believe, since 1999. Their greatest comeback from a half since 1999. So that is an unbelievable moment, uh, Hawthorne. And there's a bit of bias in that, of course. Hawthorne's uh, come from behind win over Essendon. They looked, as I said last night, they looked nowhere and they looked nothing, Hawthorne. It, it was it was alarming to see how bad they were in that first half. So the way they were able to turn it around, that was certainly unbelievable because I did not think 
at all that that would be possible. Uh, so introducing the new easy drinking beer from Furphy, Furphy Crisp Lager, brewed for the ultimate refreshment. Unbelievable. If you've got a nomination, 0433 a few of the texts that have been coming through um, to say a knee to the head in a marking contest is an unforeseeable accident is wrong. If you lift the knee and leap into a contest where you know uh, there is a player standing under the ball, it is reasonably foreseeable that you will collect his head. You can't just explain that away as over the top. That's from Michael in Docklands. Michael, I was reiterating uh, the conversation between uh, Kane Corns and Gary Lyon. I don't think that the AFL will ever ban players flying for a mark, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm just saying I don't I agree with Gary that I don't foresee that being something that the AFL will introduce uh, stopping players from flying for a mark but thank you for your text 0433981116 would everyone stop calling it a bump it was a shirt front which is an illegal act in the game that has been for 20 years uh, this one off the text 8 hours of the same conversation no name to this there never really is with these ones 8 hours of the same conversation great radio um I'll take that as a compliment um, I've only been on for one, but uh, if you do want to change the topic, whoever that is, you are free to call at any time, one 736 736 We are but a vessel for the people to be able to have their say, and this is what's on the agenda for most people. Um, a deliberate, uh, simple, spe- uh, simple. Spectators obviously never have coached or have listened to multiple senior coaches these past few days. A coach would prefer his player to tackle or smother. Nothing makes a coach more angry than a bump that doesn't stop the play. Coaches want ball players, not a team of bumpers. Uh, great show, Sammy. Uh, thank you for that. Um, Bob Murphy was making the point, and this started in 2008 where Hawthorne did it to Geelong in the 2008 grand final. Coaches do, and they are players are coached to to try and stop the one-two handball, and they call it the bumper bar to 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 just stop the movement, stop the momentum, and stop their run. So that is valid, uh, and and far, and Bob Murphy doesn't need me to tell him it was valid because he played over 300 games. I think he'd have a fair clue, well before I would, but of of the fact that that is coached. Um, at some point, commentators and fans need to understand that when you play AFL football, there is a legal voluntary voluntary assumption of risk. I think the AFL have it right with the current law on the bump, but further reducing concussion risk to zero can only be achieved by moving the game to non-contact. That's from Andrew, uh, 0433981116. This has come through. Keep the bump, but make helmets compulsory. Um Serious question. Would you and majority of these callers advocate the ban advocate to ban boxing and UFC as a sport completely based on on our new understanding of concussion? That's a very good question. My initial response to that is I wouldn't say to ban it, um, but I would understand if it was, but I it wouldn't be my initial call. I think there's a difference between going into a fighting sport as opposed to our sport or, or AFL or even NRL. NRL has banned the shoulder charge, so it's something they take very seriously as well. I think you absolutely know what's in store for you uh, in those sports, and someone would say, well, you should absolutely know what's in store for you in AFL, but it doesn't have to be what's in store for you, and there are ways to minimise it being in store for you in AFL. There's, you, I'm not really sure how you'd have boxing without it unless you just made it body boxing. And unless you made UFC just grappling and submission, which would be wrestling. Um, so I don't know if I'd say to ban it. But again, I'd want to look at more studies to see if there was an actually a, a case where it needed to. Um, but nobody's being forced to box 
or to do UFC. So you've asked me a question. I've just answered that one off the top of my head. Hey, uh, thank you to everyone who contributed the calls, the text. Um, I'll be back at about 7.30. Well, I'll be back next uh, with Pete Hawley for the NBL show. But the Sporting Capital will continue uh, after 7.30. And hopefully Andrew Gaff will be joining us then. Uh, we'll do a bit of This Is Why You're Wrong. And also, too, a new segment, The Royal Flush, which I'll explain after 7.30 when we return for the Sporting Capital. But up next, uh, it's the NBL show, myself and Pete Hawley. You can keep your calls and texts coming through one three hundred seven three six seven three six or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text. Temper is a mattress like no other. Just repeating the big news today: Paddy Dangerfield severe stands. He's suspended for three weeks. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.